What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. DeAndre Ayton's been on a tear, and the Warriors give up the most rebounds to the opposition of any team in the NBA. You know, it's 14, 13, 13, 17, 16 for Ayton recently. He's fourth in the league. I like Aiton over. Ball weaving into the lane, rising up, in and out for Chris Paul. Offensive rebound, Aiton. Sidestep to his right, offline. Aiton offensive rebound, trying to stick it back in. Goes up again. My best bet for tonight, I'm going with Rutgers. If Ron Harper's aggressive on the glass, that means so much to Rutgers tonight. I think he will be, and Rutgers wins this one by four more. Geo Baker. Nice backdoor Harper Jr., beautiful no-look pass by Geo Baker to Rod Harper Jr. I'm thinking Tux Pucks. Yeah. I'm going back there, Joe. And I'm taking the Dallas Stars to win tonight. Now, I'm taking them in regulation. Alexiak with a goal. There's a shot. Klingberg scores! What a wrister as he crossed the blue line. Wayne Ellington, his prop's not out yet, but Wayne Ellington threes. He's been the third best three-point shooter over the last three weeks in the NBA. Take Wayne Ellington threes up to five makes. Wayne Ellington from downtown drains it. He was way behind the long line. It's all academic right now. Wayne Ellington squares up and guns and it goes. Wow. It's BetQL Daily on the bet, bet, bet. I'm on Twitter at Joe0670, Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, BetQL Daily on the bet. Uh, the bet, 1430 in Denver. Uh, we are on Twitter at BetQL Daily. We bring in our executive producer, Eli Herskovich. He's our in-house college hoops expert. Finally, the <laughs> video is set up, man. It took until Friday. We've got the video set up. Uh, Eli, in now a different room. I think you've done the show in like three different rooms over at the Score Studios. But uh, Eli is all set up, and Eli has a special announcement. Now, if you follow him on Twitter by his name, at Eli Hershkovich, <laughs> you have an idea what this is about. I love it, Ross. He had this big announcement that he wanted to share with his followers, and he completely botched the announcement. <laughs> yeah. I had one tweet where I said, Thomas... At Tom or at the Tom Casale. Well, why don't you why Casale. don't you say what the announcement is first? Yeah, first I'll say that BetQLU. We're starting a college basketball betting podcast. Used to do one with Colin Wilson and Stucky, the voice you just heard from the Action Network. So it's coming over to BetQLU. It's myself and Thomas Casale, the managing editor of sports betting. Saturdays at eleven a.m. Eastern or ten a.m. Central, and go down from there on the uh, on the uh, time zones. Please do live on Twitter. <laughs> I keep going. We have we have two more. Uh, live on Twitter, breaking down everything you need to know college basketball to get you set. It'll be podcasted shortly after that, and then we'll be doing a podcast on Tuesdays too, breaking down the futures market games for Tuesday, games for Wednesday. So a big, big, big announcement for BeckQL, and excited to get some college basketball podcasts going too for for Radio.com and BeckQL. That is awesome. They should have done that at the start of the season. Because 
you know college basketball as well as anybody. I didn't realize it, Eli. Is it considered like the one of the hardest sports to bet? I thought I thought a lot of people bet college troops because they can find value and it's an easier sport to bet. The market, uh, if you're betting a mid-major game and there's a lot of money on one side, then and if there's an edge on that, the market can move quickly and you might be able to get some value that way. But if you jump in late, you get a bad number then you're not going to get a lot of value. But for some of these bigger handle games like UNC Duke, maybe not this year, but it'll probably have a big handle either way because it's, again, it's UNC Duke. So those kind of games where the handle is so big, the market isn't going to move so quickly when money comes in on one side, maybe a half, a point to a point, not like two, three points for a mid-major game. So definitely some spots, definitely some games to take advantage of. And there's some value for sure, but it's depending on whether it's mid-major or a high-major game. Uh little bit more on the show. So is it going to be an hour on Saturdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time? The Tuesday pod, is that going to be an hour? Yourself and Tom Consali. And where can they find the pod? Yeah, so you could subscribe. BetQLU, you could search it on iTunes, Spotify. Same thing as uh, BetQL Daily. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 30 minutes on Saturdays live on Twitter. That'll be podcasted shortly after that. And then 30 minutes on Tuesdays. So pretty quick listen. Uh, Tuesdays will be more futures focused and game specific as we go into the Tuesday card when there are bigger games, but Saturday will be all game focused and trying to find value before an hour before tip. So I mentioned this with Colin. I got to ask you, Eli, before I do my lightning bet at the end of the show, what are your thoughts on Illinois and Iowa? Yeah, I'm opposite of Colin. I don't have a bet on the game, but I do lean towards Illinois tonight I, I kind of agree with the market here. This line opened at one and a half for Illinois. It's up to two. It seems like it's going to two and a half. Illinois has a rebounded advantage in this game, even though Iowa has a slight size edge. Illinois is the better rebounding team. So if they could control the glass, get some open looks for three, while Iowa shoots the three ball at a pretty high clip, they're also awful defensively overall. And just uh, in terms of specifics, awful Three with their three-point defense. So I think if Illinois can get some transition opportunities, get Io on the break, Io DeSumo, one of the better players in college basketball, Adam Miller needs to have a big game tonight. If he shows up, that's also the same thing for Illinois come March. If Adam Miller shows up, Illinois can make a run. And if Adam Miller shows up tonight, Illinois could beat Iowa. I think he does. I think Illinois covers the two, but the market seems spot on to me. So I don't see a lot of value in the line, but I don't see enough value either to back Iowa like Colin was saying. I have a question. I'm not. I'm not seeing it right now at points bet. Oh, you might be looking at Illinois. The, you're probably looking at the Illinois set. Yeah, got Can't it. I'm it. looking at the Illinois set. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Stupid. So Eli could have a play, but he can't bet on it legally. It's unfortunate. Can't swear about it, but it's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> you'd like to right now. Uh, what What about uh, the, the other games tonight? Anything else you like, or is this all about Saturday? No, my first bet, uh, my only bet for tonight, that is St. Louis against Richmond. We're getting some value on the Billikens coming off that uh, loss to Dayton on Wednesday when they were 10-point favorites, closed around 9.5-10. Again, the market perception of St. Louis right now, they're coming off the COVID layoff. They didn't play well in their last game, but St. Louis can score inside against this Richmond team, one of the worst interior defenses in college basketball. St. Louis has a slight size edge in this one. Hassan French, a really good big, really good mid-major big. And if St. Louis could take advantage of Richmond down low, getting a point and a half is a ton of value, again, considering the way the market is viewing this team after a loss. So, I'm on Eli, the, un the unranked team is favored? 
The on-ranked team is favored, correct. Ross Tucker special. Are you on Richmond, Ross? Uh, I might be. I might be. It's not my okay. it's not my lightning bet, but I might be. Because isn't Richmond coming off the loss against LaSalle? No, they won their last game uh, after the LaSalle loss. So okay. I think they've won like three of their last four games. They're playing better. But St. Louis, with that size advantage, you're getting a point and a half. I- I'm taking that. I don't mind sprinkling on the money line, but I'm always taking a, a point in college basketball, who's even though the, it doesn't uh, seem like a lot. Who's the coach at Richmond? Mooney. The Pr- Princeton guy, right? Yeah. He, okay. he was... He was like five years ago. He was close to getting canned for, for Richmond, but he's turned around and Richmond probably would have been a tournament team last year. I don't know if they're a tournament team this year. They, they need this win, but St. Louis, a desperate, uh, probably plays desperate off that Dayton loss. So I'm taking the Billikens. All right. What else? Give us another one. That's the only, that's the biggest play. I mean, just in terms of value that I really like on tonight's card. But Eli, you, you, you agree, right? It's illogical. It's a smaller card. I mean, tomorrow I have like probably Friday's, three or Friday's four at least. Suck. Friday's yeah. it's, it's limited usually. It's a okay, so tomorrow you'll have, have a smaller four. card. Yeah, okay. probably four, four around four, maybe give or give or take a couple more. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, Seton Hall against Villanova. I love I love this game from a spot play. The Pirates coming off three losses in their last four games, including that Creighton loss. They were up by sixteen in the second half. Lose that game by four. Create one of the best three-point shooting teams in college basketball. No. Now, I know you could say devil's advocate. Well, Villanova is as well. But, again, desperation comes into this one. I think getting four points, four, four and a half points for the Pirates is a little too much. You're talking about over two possessions, and Villanova could still win this game outright. And for Seton Hall, Bryce Aiken probably is the key to this game. He was on a minutes restriction against Creighton, the Harvard transfer, another mid-major guy. Uh, from that perspective. And if he's able to uptick those minutes a little bit, which I think he does, Kevin Willard, the Seton Hall coach, hinted at that coming into this game. Seton Hall probably could take advantage of Villanova in transition. And they're a pretty good rebounding team, too, in their own right. I know Villanova is also coming off the COVID layoffs, similar to St. Louis. They won their first game or their first couple games back, including a Seton Hall win last week, where they were favored by 10 points and they won by a bucket or a point. So, it's not only desperation for Seton Hall, it's a, a revenge game, too, at home. I know it's not traditional home court advantage, but I'm taking the four points. I think that's over two possessions is a little, is a little too much. Do you agree with what Colin said about home court advantage in college hoops? Yeah, it's tough to gauge. Just similar to the Illinois game tonight. Like, that's a that's an automatic play for me if Illinois is at home with a packed house against Iowa, especially with the rivalry last year. But we're kind of talking about a neutral floor. So he deals with more. I mean, he has his own model. I have like a small, small, small sample of a model that I created that I just use as a, a reference point this year. I don't like bet by it. I just want to see what the numbers say because I trust what I've been doing over the last like five years more. But yeah, it's, it's very tough to cap just because of home court advantage. Richmond, again, if they're playing at home with a full with a full house, I, I might not take St. Louis, but that's it's kind of a neutral floor setting. So it's, it's one of those things in college basketball where, like down south, for instance, right, in Big 12 play, there are fans at games. And SEC play, there are fans at games. It's not the same in Big 10 country. So you have to obviously monitor that before you factor in home court advantage one way or the other. So it's not a complete zero like we've seen in the NFL. Were there any other Saturday games that you wanted to rifle through or no? Yeah, Alabama and Oklahoma, that's a huge game. And Oklahoma's playing some fantastic basketball of late. They've won their last four games, including the win at Texas. But 
Courtney Ramey and Jericho Sims didn't play in that game, two of their better players. So, listen, I like Oklahoma. I like the way they're playing. Reeves is shooting the ball at a really high clip. Manic is back. Brady Manic, one of the better bigs. If Alabama bounces back from their poor three-point shooting performance against Kentucky, that's the key to this game because Oklahoma has an awful perimeter defense. Alabama shot like 420 from three, and they were due for some regression. But this Oklahoma defense, again, it's not it's not meant to defend the three at a pretty high rate. And if Alabama can rebound well and get out in transition, they can cover this line. It's probably going to be one point either way, depending on where the market moves. Maybe Oklahoma gets some love coming off the road win at Texas. But I think I'm going to have a play on Alabama tomorrow, depending on the way the market shifts later today and into tomorrow morning. Eli, right now, neutral site game. Gonzaga, Baylor. What are you setting the line at? It was three in November, late November, early December, I believe, when they were going to play in non-conference. So the game's likely not going to happen before the tournament if it does happen in March or early April. It's probably... Probably two. I'm going to say the market is going to give Baylor a little more credit coming into that sort of a game, the way they're playing, the way they defend. I would say Gonzaga minus two seems about right. It opened, I think it was plus three or minus three and a half for the Zags in that in that uh, first meeting before the game didn't get played because of COVID. So I would say Gonzaga minus two seems about right. Eli Herskovich, executive producer. What are we doing in the next segment? What is this? I want to hear some football stories from Ross, some football betting stories specifically. Ross had a a tease earlier in the week. So I wanted to pay off the tease. You know, we don't have a football game this weekend. So I think Ross has some good betting stories to tell us. The hedging story? Yes. Okay. Do you have uh, betting stories, Ross? I have two football betting stories ever. So this can't be like a weekly thing, but I can definitely (laughs) do it next segment. All right. Let's do it coming up next segment. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. BetQL's algorithms analyze over 350,000 unique bets every year in real time to help give you an edge over the books. 